Dean, have you ever heard the tragedy of Kylo Ren? Uh, I lived the tragedy of Kylo Ren. I'm uh, super bummed out. So let me give you some backstory. For those that listen, you know my wife painted Dean and I uh, some C-Reg Kylo Ren head sculpts. And I was awoken Sunday morning very early, much earlier than Dean normally wakes. Uh, and I was told there was a tragedy with his uh, with his collection. Can you put my my picture really big on the screen for these guys? Yeah, and remember for the people listening as well. Yeah, so I was just going through my morning routine, and I my dog was unusually quiet, and I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" So I look back, and I see him chewing on something and i was like what the hell is that? that's huge so i get up and i grab it and it is oh, <laughs> oh no destroy i like i don't think no. there's any salvaging it <laughs> if i may if i may lava hit him yeah i was saying maybe we could do like some burn damage or something like some fan fiction Kylo stuff. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It, it looked worse when I grabbed it because there was like paint and saliva in the eyes. And I was like, <laughs> oh no. But like the eyes are fine, but it's just the cheek. This side is okay. I think you could salvage this side. Uh-huh. This side is just Yeah, initially you showed me just the uh the left side. And I was like, let's fix it. And then you showed me the right side. And I'm like, well. <laughs> a tall task. Yeah, I think there's a bit of his lip missing right there. I know. Here. That's the hard part right there, too. Uh, <laughs> and I cannot find another one. I looked. Uh, I can't find another sculpt, so I don't know what I'm going to do. But it, it was so beautiful. I keep it on my desk. I don't believe it in my detolf. Yeah. And um, yeah, and I'm telling you, I have no idea how it felt. He would have had to have fallen, like, uh, I keep him right here. He would have had to fallen like this, which makes no sense. Sorry, I have his hood on, but <laughs> I don't want anything to happen to this one now. Put that um, bitch in the detolf. Did Kevin, does, yeah. so what happened to Kevin? Is he all right? And did you, uh, did, does he get a spanking for that? So I can't, you know, he's so cute. Come here, Kevin. Where are you? He's coming. I'm going through that right now too. My puppy's chewing on everything. Oh. I stroke my Kevin. Stroke <laughs> He's so precious and cute, and I was like so mad, but I was like, he doesn't know. He's just a little puppy. He knows you like it. So. <laughs> oh, and to be fair, Kylo Ren kind of deserved it, but he was just trying to help. He was making it more battle damaged. Yeah, he's so cute. I love you, Kevin. <laughs> but no, Kevin did not get punished. In fact, I gave him a bone directly afterward, and I was like, I probably shouldn't have done that. Re- Reinforce that negative. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rewarded but... the behavior. <sighs> He's just so precious. I love my Kevin. But yeah, so I'm fucking bummed out, dude. Devastated is the word I used. Yeah, not even Ray could fix that. Mm-mm, not even Ray. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. 
Hello there. We are tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. He's got a billion toys. You brought me the doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. Hey, all you cool cats and kittens. My name is Zach. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can't just start this show like Cats that. and kittens, we're the dogs. <laughs> cats and kittens, baby. Tiger uh, King, Netflix. Check it yo, out. I was like... The greatest show I've ever seen. Dude, I have been hearing nonstop about it. I haven't started it yet. You have to watch it. No, I'm Dean. No, I'm Seth. <laughs> Are you, I, you didn't even <laughs> warn me about that. Like How am I supposed to react? That's the live show beauty. Welcome oh. to this week's episode of Collecting <laughs> Weekly. This is the weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. Big shout out to Watto Scrapyard for sponsoring this week's episode. We have uh, a decent show planned for you guys. It's a little short on news. Uh, but Dean, let's get into the best segment of all time. Yeah, you guys ready? Yes. It's new, new this, this week. week. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, yeah, what'd you get new this week? I... Uh, I did buy some stuff. We're going to talk about it more in the pre-order section. Um, but uh, until then, I really haven't gotten... In fact, I haven't even gotten the things I ordered. They're just in the mail. Uh, but it's been... I mean, I can't go anywhere and buy something. So it's been incredibly slow. So what about you guys? Seth, you cool? Yeah, I got a couple Lego sets. I got the Lego International Space Station and the Lego Apollo 11 Lunar Lander. That was it. The Space Station set looks fantastic. Yeah, I can't wait to build it. I'm going to build it with my kids. I mean, we got to do something with all this time on our hands. Sounds like a good idea to get some Legos. Do you, um, I'm assuming you bought those online? Yeah. Okay. Nice. Uh, Steven, did you get anything cool this week? Not me personally. Uh, Shauna did pick up uh, the Black Series Chopper, the 6-inch from Rebels. Oh. So I was thinking about uh, picking up a AP5 since they have that little uh, R2-D2 C-3PO thing kind of going right now and the part of Rebels we're watching. But just a lot of things ordered, not necessarily anything arriving yet. Nice. Uh, I had an interesting week. Not too much picked up, same as the other guys. Uh, I finally pulled the trigger. Dean, you know I've been wanting this figure for probably about as long as I've known you. A figure arts ultimate Gohan, uh, mystic Gohan, if you will. And uh, this past year, they re-released him with a little bit of uh, updates in their event-exclusive line. And uh, I bought this figure with every intention of taking the head sculpt, putting it on a new body, and selling everything else. And... My God, it has been a conundrum in my household. I've been I've been changing this figure between this uh, Broly Goku that I removed the logos on every hour almost, and like I just don't know which looks better. I know the articulation is better on the 2.0 Goku, um, but the color is so vibrant in this uh, event exclusive, and the paint is so like perfect on this. It's ridiculous. I mean, you um, already went through the trouble of taking the decals off. I no, I should have waited. I should have waited. <laughs> So I feel um, like, and I just don't want to have both on display. So I just don't know what to do. Um, but, you do Super Saiyan Gohan and then a regular Gohan. 
because I want idea. so that is the plan. But I want the better body to have the mystic head. But I don't know which is the better body. So um, I, you know, I this has kept me up at night. I, I will say this: um, it's so beautiful for the longest time. Uh, I, I have the Mystagon, and then I also have the Great Saiyan, which comes with the head sculpts. Yes, with the uh, black hair and the Super Saiyan. And for a while, I I thought that the Great Saiyan head sculpts were better. It's a really good head sculpt. The Mystic Gohan is a cut above. It's just, I don't know, the eyes on the Great Saiyan one are too, like... They're too, know, like, relaxed. Like, yeah, and, like... Mr. Gohan just has that smirk face, those like really callous eyes. Yeah, it's just I, a better figure. I, I really can't wait for the demoniacal fit one to come out. And in the meantime, uh, before I considered ordering the ultimate Gohan, Adam Black from Auxiliary gave me the Time Patroller head, which a lot oh. of people are using for Gohan customs. But you need to find a an ear to uh, since he has a scouter, he doesn't have an ear. And so I've been trying to take some of my Vegeta faces that I ruined with my custom and cutting their ears off to transplant them. <laughs> uh, it's like been, uh, yeah, Sid, uh, definitely, definitely. But uh, there has been some some decent news uh, this week in our hobby, Dean. So Hot Toys uh, put up the pre-order for their one-to-one scale life-size <laughs> child figure. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, there was some people that said like, oh, this is in poor taste, like, you know, with everything going on in the world. And I think at the end of the day, you have to realize Hot Toys is a business. They're a business that's been closed for months. They haven't been able to produce figures uh, in their factories with China being shut down and only barely getting started again. So um, it might be in poor taste for us in the United States who are just beginning this cycle with this virus. Yeah. Um, but China, they, you know, a lot of companies have been, you know, kind of, uh, burning cash. So this is a, a good way for them to get some cash at Secret Base. Um, Not only that, but this isn't going to come out for what another year. Uh, yeah. So this runs four ten coming out December to December of this year to April two thousand twenty one. Yeah, it's um, like I should chill the fuck out. Like, yeah, and it's like it's coming out tomorrow and everyone's broke. It's like, yeah. I will say that this figure does look pretty good. It has several interchangeable hands, and these hands are actually interchangeable closer towards the wrist uh, rather than just the hand itself. Uh, he comes with the Mandalorian necklace that he's given in the last episode, the uh, little ball thing, uh, and interchangeable ears. And the interchangeable ears for me are kind of the low point of this figure. Uh, it does have some pretty nice seamage going on here. And... I know that companies that do these type of things tend to really sell the seams as being very minimal in their production photos, but normally in hand, uh, they're a little bit worse than this. Uh, I will say with the exception of Sideshow's Jabba from last year, which actually looks almost perfect. Yeah. Um, but uh, what do you guys think about this? I think it's a slam dunk. Yeah, I ordered I like it. it. Oh, you ordered it, Steven? Yeah, I did. I I didn't think the ears were that big of a difference for me as far as wanting to get it or not. I mean, I do kind of wish, I mean, the second ear pose, the words dropped a little bit lower. I think that's the cuter head. Right. If they would have just done that and just not made the ears interchangeable, it probably would have been a little bit better for me, but it wasn't that big of a deal that seemed yeah, um looking at both of the sideshow and hot toys one side by side, I have to say, uh, now, of course, obviously, the Sideshow one is being uh, marketed by Sideshow, but it seems to be being produced by Legacy Effects. 
I have to say, just purely on the aesthetics, I think the sideshow one does look a little bit better. I like the hair a little bit better. The eyes look a little bit better. The the fading in the ears and just the the uh, the, we- the weathering on the outfit looks a little bit better. Um, of course, with the Hot Toys one, it is a true figure, so you do have that articulation. You have different poses. I will um, say this, just to counter your points right now, both of these images are highly doctored. Of course, yeah, yeah. And, and not and, only that, but Sideshow does, yeah, Sideshow does have uh, a tendency to under to oversell their pictures from the uh, the prototype. So I guess it remains to be seen. Like you said, Dean, yeah. this, these are not going to come out for a long time, and we have a lot of time to decide which one we want if we're on the fence. Um, but I think it's good that we have two different options, a more affordable $350 static version from Sideshow with lineage to the one-to-one scale prop used in the show or a life-size uh, articulated version with uh, a bunch of change-out parts by Hot Toys. So Yeah. Definitely I'd, I'd rather have the one with the more posability. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, it's like I've had that Baby Yoda on my shelf for, you know, six months. I want to change it up. Yeah. Just go and switch yeah. out the parts. Yeah, but you could just, put him under your Christmas tree and have him holding presents. You could do a lot yeah. of things with him. <laughs> One noticeable thing missing, I think, uh, seems really left out is the bowl. Uh, maybe even oh, a frog. Yeah. yeah. So I'm almost wondering if that figure is not able to even attain that pose with the articulation it has. Um, so I guess it, it remains to be seen, but. Uh, I think it's good that we have some competition out there in the one-to-one scale child market. And uh, I know Hasbro's releasing their interactive version, which is obviously a much lower, you know, it's not a true collector's item, but I'd be interested to see what people can do repainting that one compared to these other two. So um, it remains to be seen, but I know that uh, there was some people that are making like one-to-one scale versions of their figures and they were charging like a ton of money on Etsy and other places and uh, I think these prices are much better than those uh, limited offerings. Yeah. We've talked Sensation in the past, and this Wednesday they had an update on their Mercenary figure. Uh, basically, they said the figure should be able to be shipped before middle of April, so uh, or even potentially sooner. So that is their 1-6 scale brawn from Game of Thrones. And uh, I think it looks pretty good. I think the head sculpt is still a little questionable. Uh, but again, it's good to see other parts of the world getting back to normal after the coronavirus. So, yeah. um, Seth, are you going to order this figure? You know, the head sculpt's a little too far off for me, so probably not. Yeah. I think it suffers the same thing I, I had a problem with the Davos. It's too much green. Like, where's all this fucking green coming from? Yeah. Like, either I'm colorblind while watching the show <laughs> or not paying attention or, like, they're just using colors that they didn't wear. Yeah. Because yeah. I definitely don't remember him wearing, like, that much green. Right. And yeah, like his boots, this his boots are green, his jacket is green. I don't know, like it just seems odd to me. Yeah. Um, I love the character, but I don't see myself spending the money on this. I mean, I've Davos is my favorite character in Game of Thrones, and I didn't even order him, so yeah, yeah that was shocking. I still really want one, but I just haven't found one at a good price, yeah. Uh, we've talked Super Mad Toys and their Agent K release for quite a while. Uh, they released some updated color uh, photos of their K head sculpt. And I got to say, in my opinion, I mean, I've been, you know, when I bought my K from uh, Black Box Toys two years ago, uh, I bought almost every K sculpt that was out there. Right. With the exception of Jinx's sculpt. And 
I think this is the best like readily available sculpt that you can buy that's painted. I think Jinx's sculpt is certainly better, but you know, you're paying something like fifty to eighty dollars for the head sculpt plus another two hundred dollars for someone to paint it. Um it's quite a bit of money. So uh, this looks really good. And the one thing that caught me as being a little odd was the ears. Uh, but looking at Ryan Gosling's ears, they actually do um, kind of taper Ooh, back a little yeah. bit. And I was like, my God, they actually That's... took the time that to get that right. That's a Canadian thing because I've never seen ears like that. I have never yeah. seen ears like that either. But, uh... like, he's too perfect otherwise, so it's nice to see a flaw. <laughs> but I will um, say that head sculpt to me, that's like agent lowercase k. Like it's not quite. Yeah. I don't know what it just doesn't look. Maybe like a cousin, but it's like that guy that like goes to the bars and like kind of looks like him, and so everybody's like, "Oh my yeah. god, it's Gosling!" He like banks off of it. Yeah, yeah. He has <laughs> uh, Brian Gosling. <laughs> yeah, it's <like> Tinder bio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just uh, it's not there on the likeness. And it's like those skills the figure for me are all like any Agent K figure thus far. I haven't ordered because none of them, I just don't think any of them look like him. Look, man, this figure comes with everything he uses in the movies. So oh, I yeah, gladly, no, it's gonna be great. I will just... gladly replace his head sculpt because if the jacket, I mean, like I've looked into commissioning just the jacket oh for, for sure custom. i mean yeah. you're talking four or five hundred dollars i yeah. was like hell no i will gladly just work no, what I, find. I get it i'm i'm not saying you're wrong for ordering it i'm saying for me personally yeah it's just like I mean, you're not a real blade runner fan i get it i get it i'm not a huge blade runner fan what are you well, talking about uh dean these are some uh not as big as the final fantasy fan yeah so uh excellent transition there so these are the ichiban kuji final fantasy 7 uh figures so tell me about this line here yeah so this like totally caught me off guard i was just uh i think i was on mercari and my save searches searches popped up and i was like what the fuck am i looking at and uh, i dug around a little now they're everywhere in fact they're on bbts right now um, but they have the Ichiban Kuji, which is the lottery, and they have three figures, uh, Cloud, Severoth, and Aerith. Aerith, sorry. I'm used to calling her Aerith from the original game. Um, but these, I want to say they're, they're probably just about six-scale statues. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, they're supposed to be pretty big. They look bigger than a player. It's Kai, and that's uh, 10, 11-inch scale. Uh-huh. So... I'm assuming these are six scale. And then they have the little ones, which are blind boxes, and they're the in game models from the original game, which are super cool. Which two weeks ago, me and you were trying to figure out how to make Cloud. Uh, I'm still down. I'm, dude, so am I. I'm still trying to figure out how to get his hair printed without shattering everywhere. Yeah. but I was super stoked to see these, so I ordered, I ordered the big cloud, uh, the prize A, and then I got cloud here and Sephiroth, nice uh, for the little character models. That's awesome. Um, now I bought them on eBay, and they were, it was like thirty five bucks just for cloud, and then for forty dollars I could get cloud and Sephiroth. So I was like, oh cool, I'll just pay forty bucks and get them both which I did. And then like three days later, like right after it shipped, 
literally, I got the shipping notification in the morning. You sent me these are on Big Bad Toy Store for pre-order the whole thing for 60 bucks. I was like, God damn it. Of course. I was pretty bummed. But I, I was like, well, I can still pre-order them, get the rest of the lot, and then give the other ones to my sister. So uh, it is what it is. A true Looks example. Like Gohan from the Cell Saga. Right? <laughs> Dude, I like that. Uh, Steven, have you ever played Final Fantasy? No, I haven't. Oh my god. Well, the remake is coming out. It might be a good time to get into it. Um, comes out April 10th. Uh, but dude, Pharmacy 7 is my all-time favorite game. I have it on my PS Vita. I play it all the time. I have like a hundred save files of just like oh every like really cool part of the game. Like I just like save. Um, Danny Lee says, how come they have no hands? That's just what the game models look like. Uh, you know, this was 1997. So this was the very first 3D Final Fantasy game, and it was pushing the PlayStation One to to its limits. So um, that's what the character models looked like uh, when you're just like in the game. When you went into battles, the models looked a little better, um, and then the cinematics they looked amazing because you know they're pre-rendered. But yeah, that game is just a fucking masterpiece. I could go on. I could do a whole podcast of just Final Fantasy Seven. Do it. <laughs> you, should do it. you should definitely do it. And then do another one for why I hate episode nine or six or seven. Or <laughs> yeah. Um we talked about this uh figure arts Bulma capsule nine last week, and uh there was some leakage that happened. Uh yes. so Dean wasn't sure if this was gonna come with a Bulma or a Goku or what. It seems like from uh this image here, uh it will come with a special head and hair for Goku. And a special skirt piece for Bulma that allows her to sit on the bike. Uh, watching some reviews of Bulma, a lot of people said she's separated too easily at the waist. And I guess this is intentional so that you can swap these parts out together. Um, but I am super excited. I think this is the first actual vehicle that Figuarts has done. I know uh, Dragon, uh, the Bandai Dragon Ball model kits, they've done like, you know, the Time Machine and the Space Pod. Yeah, they do motorcycles for Common Rider, I think. Uh, arts line. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm talking purely Dragon Ball Z, but yeah, oh. yeah. Um, yeah. So, are we still unclear on if it's going to be by itself or? I think this is going to be just by itself with those additional parts. Oh wow! So very excited there. So definitely need to pick up a Bulma ASAP. And Dean, I think you need to pick up that purple Gi Goku. Yeah, I think uh, Buddy has one. So I would wait just until you get to see what it comes with, but. By every indication, it's just the uh, yeah, the like, head is cute as hell. <laughs> I the mean, go, the Goku face, like, yeah, dude, that's right off the page, you know what I mean? Like, dude, I would even rock that with a Goku by itself, that looks amazing, yeah, that's that face is adorable. Uh, and then also, we talked to the uh, the Jiren, which was shown recently at a convention, and we're starting to get some pictures here in some publications. Uh, this is the final battle Jiren, which will go alongside the uh, Master Ultra Instinct Goku. I know Seth uh, or uh, Steven, rather, you mentioned you wanted to pre order the uh, Ultra Instinct. I know Steven should be getting it, I don't think it's anything crazy exclusive. So, um, right, you have ability to get it there, and then GameStop has it as well. So, true. Um, I gotta say though, this Jiren looks pretty dope. I thought I was good with Jiren after the first one, but uh it's pretty beefy. Yeah, boy. I don't know if I'm gonna get <laughs> this would be a because... great base for like a Jesse custom. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um 
he really i mean it's the same problem with full powered brawly he really only looks like that what maybe one or two episodes i mean yeah. it's really at the end of the fight that he looks like that. yeah that he actually pushes himself to that limit yeah yeah um because like goku even the first time he goes ultra instinct like could barely lay a hand on him and then it's not until damn near everyone else is eliminated that he even like injures him on the back uh-huh. and gets like a little bit of his outfit yeah that was the android uh, 17 oh okay yeah and it's like I don't know. They're gonna charge what another eighty bucks for this. I don't know if I'm gonna be suckered into buying it, but I probably will. Because yeah. goddamn it, Dragon Ball Z is just. <laughs> I'm glad I waited. Um, but uh, this GM dude, <sighs> what fuckers yokes, dude. This is such a good figure. The first, so I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure that's gonna be a thousand percent better. Dude, I love it. They got to make one of the. Uh, they really have to make at this point, in my opinion, they have to make an evolution Vegeta, like with Dude, the no shirt. That's what I was about to say. I'm glad you brought that up. There is no love near every version of Goku under the sun, and there's not a single damaged Vegeta. Battle damage. There's a battle damage Gohan for God's sakes. There's a what battle the damage Yamcha for God's sake. <laughs> Why the hell is there no Vegeta? And he only has fucking like eight different versions of himself. Yeah. What the fuck? Vegeta didn't sign off on that. (laughs) I guess not. I mean, (laughs) literally my favorite anime character. Uh, So I buy everyone I can. Not everyone I see, but like every version. Yeah, every version. So I think I have every version so far. Not including the con exclusives, but um, yeah, I th- I want one more uh, 2.0 Vegeta Super Saiyan. Um, yeah, just give me a damn Vegeta with no shirt and wrists that don't look like he has fucking wrist cancer. All those customizers, <laughs> all those customizers do their customs and just like sculpt over the gloves, and it's like just use a real wrist, like you know, make it actually look like a wrist. Or take a fucking exacto knife to the plastic, like yeah, shave some of that shit off. You're you're 100 right, but yeah, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but we need more Vegetas in the world. That's yeah. true. That is very true. I, I think there's more Vegetas than any other character, and I, I still want more. That is not any problem. So uh, Black <laughs> Series uh, coming in hot for maybe another collecting weekly award at the end of the year. But they are releasing uh, – they released their pictures for their newest wave. And we'll just talk about two of these figures here. But uh, their full Beskar Mandalorian Black Series figure looks dope. Um, Except he has a knee pad when he shouldn't. Really? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah, he he rocks the knee pad in the original one right here. Right, the little blue knee pad. Mm-hmm. Which one? The one on his left knee? Yeah, he only has one on his left knee. He doesn't have a knee pad on the side. That's okay. just the shit armor. But after he switches the best car armor, if you go and look at any screenshot, he doesn't have a knee pad anymore. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let me look this up real quick. Keep, keep the dick going. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I'll probably pick this up because it looks dope. But it's like if you're gonna go through the the, the trouble of resculpting the the shoulder armor and the chest armor, just put a, a different knee on there. Yeah. Yeah. 
But no, like Hasbro does this with all kinds of figures. They mo- they moderately resculpt something and then just like repaint certain parts of it and they call it good. I mean, <laughs> I guess I can't really blame them, but it's also it's like, but you're already tweaking the other shit. So. Yeah, Dean, you are. I was wondering why the left leg of the Mandalorian Hot Toys looks so weird to me. And I knew because the the thigh was a little small, but also because yeah, you're exactly right. I yeah. did not I did not catch that. Good for you, Dean. Very impressed. Keep it up. Dean's expert over here. Yeah. yeah. Thank you guys. It might be because it's integrated right into that articulation point. Maybe that's really expensive to um to redo. I can't imagine why, but I mean Margins. That's the only reason I can think of because they didn't fix the helmet either. Oh, the, the, I mean, there's a knee on this side. Just use the same goddamn knee. I don't get it. Yeah, that's true. Just reverse it. Uh, we have Mario Cortez, Cortez in the chat says, "Just in time for new Star Wars figure announcements." Mario, if you ever want to come on the show, you let me know, and we will make room for you, my friend. Really? We always would love to have well, you. I went up ox today. Was that Adam? That was Adam. Dude, Adam was on fire today. Adam's on fire every day. Yeah. Uh, this figure looked really promising as well. The uh, Black Series Empire Strikes Back Darth Vader. Um, I've said it many times. I think Hasbro makes Vader better than anyone, including Hot Toys. Uh, their 8-inch scale Vader is the best I've ever seen. Their 40th anniversary retro collection for A New Hope is the best 6-inch scale, including figure arts, Bandai model kit. Is the uh, Hyperreal the 8-inch scale? Which one are you talking about? Yep. Yep, okay. the figure's amazing. And so if this figure has the right size uh, neck vent and... Uh, Everything else looks pretty decent, so I guess we'll see Except what happens. That pose. But, uh, well, <laughs> that pose looks nothing that pose, like Vader. Yeah, that pose looks uh, the weak a wrist and Empire? squatting. <laughs> yeah, this is Empire, so he has the blue button on the. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, I know, I noticed the. Though there's no Arbash here. So. Yeah, the 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 uh, tabard is tucked beneath, so that's definitely. Right. Uh, yeah, when I saw these, I was like, wait, a minute. other than the sh- the. Uh, shoulder armor. I was like, "What's the difference between this and the that new hope version?" Um. Well, yeah, the shoulder armor, the uh, triangle vent on the chin would be smaller. Um. Well, I'm just saying when I first saw this dude. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. God. But this looks pretty good. The cod piece looks really good as nobody, well. Nobody, nobody. Let's, let's get this out there. And we've talked about it before. Say nobody it. takes Vader seriously. More seriously than Zach. Thank you. That is a nice thing. You you could be like, oh, this and that. And he's like, let me tell you why you're wrong on every level. (laughs) He's like, actually, humiliate you. Dude, one of the guys on Ox messaged me and uh, he was like, oh, Sideshow updated their Vader again. And he sent me some pictures and I was like, why would they do that? Like, it didn't to, to me. It didn't look good. Like the updates that he was saying, and I don't know if they were recent updates, like like a new production run, or like he meant like the three point Vader. And I was like, I mean, I guess. I mean, I just to me, I just don't get why the eighties slash nineties Kyoto model kit is still so much better than anything since. Uh, you're right, dude. It blows my Every mind. Every time I look at my Vader, I'm like, I can't. There's nothing that makes this better. It, it's, it blows my mind. Because you know me, and I'm very very picky with my figures. Because you'll kitbash something, and you're like, don't touch it. If you touch it, it falls apart. But 
if you just look at it, it's beautiful. I like to be able to pick up my things, move them around, change them. Let your dog eat them. I mean, <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. Let Kevin All snack right. on them. Okay, I didn't come here to be attacked. You back away the fuck. Um, but like, I could very easily go and buy a Hot Toys Vader sculpt, uh, Dremel out the bottom, put some Sculpey in there, and pop it on my Vader and call it a day. Yeah, because I know it'll be solid and it'll hold up. I sacrifice that ability to use the Kyoto sculpt because it's just that much better. I remember when you first got it, like when you first came to my house and it was, I had painted it for you and it was ready. Uh-huh. And you were like, I don't know, man. I don't really know how I feel about this. Like, I remember we sat down and I yeah. was like so excited for you to be excited. And it was right yeah. before we recorded and you were like, I really don't know how I feel. And and I was like, well, the show's fucking over. And then um, <laughs> I remember you got home that night. And again, like, you know, it's like 10 or 11, we finished. And you were like, I still really don't know, man. He's like, yeah, you're like, you're like send me pictures. Like, oh, I'll do it later. Send me pictures. Oh, I'll do it later. Like, I kept putting it off because I just like wasn't excited. And I remember and- like the next night, like at three in the morning. Like, not a few hours later, but the entire, like, 27 hours later, you were like, dude, this thing has grown on me. And then the next morning, you were, like, a convert. Yeah, dude. It's magical. And I had bought that on a whim because it had been sitting forever. Yeah. Like, the guy could not sell it, and it was, like, 15 bucks shipped. And I was like, eh, fuck it. Like, Zach's paid, like, 90 bucks for this kit just for the helmet alone. Uh, yeah, use the other parts, but I'm just saying, like for the helmet specifically. Yeah. So it's like, let me just buy this thing. I'll sit on it if I don't like it. I'm sure Zach could use it. Yeah, um, I'm so gonna grab I bought it, and uh, yeah, Zach did the work on it. And oh my god, dude, it's just so much better. It's oh, oh, he's grabbing his, <laughs> and uh, man, it's just. I'll, I look at my Vader on the shelf. I'm just like, oh, man, I. There's no other Vader out that I would rather have than the one that me and Zach built. So this is the Kyoto Vader sculpt here. Um, look at that gloss. Oh, my God. I really painted this well. I, have I to was going to say, I think you did yours better than mine because that looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I love it. I fucking love everything about this. And when you put the Hasbro Titanium Vader Dome on it, it just it just screams vader like nothing yeah. nothing is better than this in no. 30 years and then Dude, i put some okay. millimeter tusks on there so i was using the air freshener uh-huh. vader and like for the longest time i was like no the Kyoto one's not that much better i like this one more i'm just gonna stick with it and then i put this vader on it the Kyoto. Yeah, and I was still kind of on the fence, and I went back to the air freshener one, and I was like, "Oh no, this is not anywhere close to being as good as the Kyoto." Yeah. So yeah, it's just like the second you see it on your Vader, it's just like there's no point in in going back. Like he's so anal. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we got derailed on Vader talk again. <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> It's just—it's gonna be a short show, so just fill it with Vader. <laughs> I mean, we have like eight episodes of just Vader. I'm telling you, like Dean says, he could do a whole podcast on Final Fantasy and why he hates the sequel trilogy. I could do 
a whole ass show, not just one show, like an entire show <laughs> every week. Just <laughs> another uh, another show on the network. Uh, let's get into Aizen. <laughs> so the ground, the Crown series Gandalf. Uh, it is a very slow production process, according to Aizen's Toys. They said their workers are only making uh, each worker is only making about three of these rooted heads of corpse per day. They posted some pictures like this, but it's kind of odd because you would think if this is if they're into the point where they're making figures for production, you would paint the sculpt first and then root it. That's what I was thinking when you first. Yeah. Read this, I was like, why would they? Do and that? everyone yeah. that I know that has done rooting agrees that that's how it's done. So this this leads me to believe they are very very behind because initially this was supposed to come out Q4 of last year. It's now. Uh, we're entering Q2 of this year. Uh, supposed to be shipping in April, according to Sideshow, but I, I do not imagine that that is happening at all. Um, it is a very promising figure, though, so I guess we'll see what happens. But uh, I did think it was important for us to give a little bit of a delay update on Aesmus. Uh, I will say that that picture looks amazing. Uh, it does. This I, mean, I knew amazing. who that was, even without the screenshot to the left. I was like, oh, damn, that's Gandalf. Yeah. yeah my hair does look great. Yeah, it looks phenomenal. Dude, that's how we're all going to be looking if this keeps getting worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, my God. Uh, let's get into releases. Just one figure this week, the Hot Toys Director Krennic released, and I gotta say, man, I I normally can find the smallest thing to complain about for almost any figure, and my God, they! This is a perfect figure, I think. This, like, I mean, of course, we have to see the reviews, but just based on the early in-hand shots from people, uh, this looks magnificent. The cape attaches with magnets, so for people making Thrawn customs, that's a bonus. The uh, weapon looks really good. The tailoring looks really good. The boots look really good. The outfit's easy to change. The head sculpt looks fantastic. Um, this looks like a damn near perfect home run figure. Um, real quick, going back to Gandalf, Danny Lee says he got an email today from Sideshow that Gandalf is delayed until July. So I guess that that's news to me, but yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, but yeah, what do you guys say about this Krennic? This thing just looks fucking amazing. They knocked it out of the park, really. I mean, he looks fantastic. I didn't want the figure, but damn, he looks so good that maybe I'll have to get it. Yeah, it looks amazing. I, same thing. I don't really need this figure, but it would look pretty good Next Darth Vader. Um, I don't know. Is his mouth a little wide? Or is that just my eyes? I think it might be. I was about to say, some angles look really good. Others don't. And then a lot of the pictures, I don't know if it was because people were taking the pictures weird, Mm -hmm. but it almost looked like... Everything almost looked like it had like a blur effect on it. Like it was just too soft. There was nothing like the in hand ones anyway. Uh-huh. And I was just like, what am I looking at? Like it's doesn't it just missed the mark for me. Yeah. But I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, Gerald says he's getting this figure, so um and then Mario says, Didn't think we'd see new hot toys releases during this pandemic. Yeah, they gotta pay them bills, man. <laughs> Uh, Manny says the cape will be trash. Hot toys cannot do capes to save their life. That's true. I don't know, man. I just got to say, based on this, I mean, the cape in the movie, I mean, it's all over the place. Um, It's like, 
it's not a material I think Hot Toys could scale to one six scale. Like it's, I will say that cape. Uh, to Kylo be fair, does have an excellent point. The Kylo Ren cape is ridiculous. Uh, Gerald says, "Why does my name come up with Facebook user uh, on the video post?" Uh, Gerald, it says, uh, "I'm going live using Streamyard. Uh, click Streamyard.com/slash/Facebook to authorize your account. So if you do that, I can see your name. If not, I'll just have to call you Facebook user. Um, so you'll just have to scroll up to the video and click that link on the bottom. Uh, but yeah, this looks really good. I mean, like I said, I complain a lot, but you know, I don't really have too much to complain about here. Um, you- it's a pretty similar cape to the Kylo Ren one, just in terms of like how it lays on the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little. It's well, probably more straight." But I will say, if they nailed this one, I don't know. That does look a little too thick because this one is is not very thick at all. Yeah, and it's it like lays, paper thin. That kind and of it thing. lays very naturally. Yeah. Um. So that gives me hope for the Krennic one, and you get the raincoat version too, which yeah. is like almost the same, but it cuts across his chest. Mm-hmm. Um. You also get that second rank bar as well. Yeah, and. I'm assuming that's also a magnet, do you know? Uh, I believe it is, yes. It gives me hope for the cape on the Chronic. I don't think I'd buy this figure anyway, but I don't know. I don't I don't think the cape will be as trash as Manny, I think. Yeah. Dean, let's talk about our sponsor. Did you want to do the uh, sponsor plug this week? I did it last week, and I feel like you should pull some. You do it so good. I've done like 97 <laughs> of them before that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Scrapyard, man. Um, he's doing anything you need. I guess he'll do it. From Hasbro parts to vehicles um, to head sculpts on any scale. If you could think of a character, he could do it. All you need is some reference shots, and within like a, a few days, he'll have it ready to go. Um, he's amazing, super easy to work with. Uh, I haven't had any issues with paying him and then getting my stuff shipped to me. Um, but yeah, dude, Waddles is amazing. Yeah, um, I mean, speaking Sean, of, but speaking of, you can do anything. I mean, we had I had the 3D print file from Hero Forge of my uh, Dungeons and Dragons character, which we'll talk about later in the show. Yeah. And uh, I mean, within an hour, he had printed out two copies for me. So, really yeah. good guy. And I uh, ship this tomorrow. Does he also do <clears throat> like weapons, like Hasbro weapons? Like you mean, like a one-to-one scale lightsaber? No, for like those the. <laughs> Kinner vehicles. Yeah, I'm sure he could do that. Like, oh, I need Boba Fett's blaster. Like, okay. I'm sure he could do that. Uh, Steven, I think you have to send him a message later for a secret project that we're going to work on. Uh, oh. so make sure you do that. So, nice. good guy. Sponsor yeah, the show for the first. projects are his special speciality. First three months <laughs> of the year. So, <laughs> big Obi-Wan speciality. Secret projects are Sean's. Uh, Gerald looks like he got his... Uh, authorization working he says i have two death troopers who's a no-brainer for me i don't really care about the cape and the great thing about the cape is if it turns out bad all you need is some magnets and go to the you know obviously when things open up again go to hobby lobby buy a bunch of white fabric and just make your own cape i mean it's really not uh or even pay someone to do it you don't have to tear your figure apart to replace the cape yeah or just just don't use it because he doesn't have it on all the time that's true she takes it off yeah yeah in what part of the movie? I don't think he takes it off at all. He only has it on once. I... He, they do the first test shot with Tarkin. I think by the time he goes to Scarif, he's not wearing it. No, I'm 
like 99% sure he's wearing it on Scarif. Yeah, I feel like every time I've seen him, he's had the cape on. Because he had it when he was being choked out by Vader, for sure. Right. And then there was the shots in the trailer of him waiting in the water, and his cape was getting wet. So he definitely had it on Scarif. He's never in the water. No, I'm saying they shot that footage, so he had it on during the Battle of Scarif. Uh, Let's Google this real quick. Yeah, he is, he does have it on there. I'm looking at the when he had the gun at, at uh, Jin. He's wearing it. Yeah, Orson Krennic. Yep, Orson Krennic. Uh, while we're looking that up, uh, Gerald Gerald says he wore the cape every time. I you know, and then he also says, "What's everyone's pre-order list?" Mm-hmm. My pre-order list is drier than my elbows. I don't think I have anything. On pre-order. <laughs> I canceled the uh, the child from Sideshow, and um, yeah, I I don't have anything on pre-order. I don't think. Uh, what about you guys? Uh, I have a bunch of stuff on pre-order, but it's like uh, the Mandalorian figure from. Yeah, I have that one too. Actually, you're right. The uh, the the first edition from Hot Toys. Uh, oh yeah, I have that one. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I have Hot Toys uh, Mandalorian. I also have the three and three quarter inch Mandalorian. Uh, Commander Bly Black Series, Baby Yoda Black Series, and the VF1J cockpit. Nice, nice. My pre orders look like. What about you, Seth? Um, a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Word. That's all I can say. I don't know. It's a lot. That is magnificent. Savings accounts looking good, huh? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, so go back. So, so Seth. You're still doing the thing where um, every purchase you make, you're putting the, the double of the purchase into savings, correct? Yeah. Nice. Um, I gotta, man, with all this Rona stuff, I really gotta get back on the uh, on the horse of of saving. I think my wife and I are both fortunate enough that we can work. So uh, if we get those checks, I think I'm gonna try to save that and invest it wisely. Oh, yeah. He's got the cable all the time, huh? Yeah, uh, Stephen, do you have anything on pre-order? Yeah, I got, um, let me see, I'm actually trying to pull up the list right now. I got <clears throat> IG-11, Star-Lord, Mandalorian, the deluxe one, um, the child. I swore I pre-ordered one of those, the battle-damaged Iron Man. The Endgame Star-Lord? Mm, I think that's the one. It's a looks like it's due in October 2020, December okay. 2020. Yeah. Nice. It's either Infinity War or Endgame. Because I remember, I was like, why is it taking so Infinity long? War. Okay, yeah. So we have a drawing that we're going to do right now. I am just wrapping up. I just realized, like, shit, I didn't prepare the drawing. Uh, so we did a drawing for... Uh, we, did a, we had an idea. Uh, I saw this post on OSRBST where someone had said, I have this much money to spend. What is out there for that price. And there was like a hundred people that commented and I just thought that was so smart. And so what we're going to do is every Monday, we're going to drop a dollar amount. And this week was $150. And we had, I think 106 comments on that post. It it did get quite a bit of traction and to kick us off on a good start. My good buddy, Brian Stevens, uh, Instagram, Cali FTW, 1983, follow him. He does some really good toy photography. Uh, He donated an episode nine digital code for us. And yeah. uh, what a guy, what a guy. And we had, like I said, a bunch of people that put in 
uh, and gave us this code. So let me pull up a random number generator real quick. <laughs> and uh, what are you laughing at? Kevin. Oh, they're laughing at me. I was like, I'm just doing my thing. Okay, so random, <laughs> the number is number seven. So let's go to this post here. And the person that listed the seventh item was... Let's see. So basically, if you entered an item for sale, uh, so Robert Lee Garcia. So Robert, congratulations. Give him a round of applause. Yay. Congratulations. He won the episode nine digital code. So we will get that out to him in record time. Uh, so Gerald says, um, I have Jetta Patrol, Stormy, both Mando versions, Heavy Mando, and I want to pre order Star Lord, Qui Gon, Cody, and Krennic. Damn, motherfucker, that's a big ass pre order list. Is Qui Gon up for pre order? Yeah. Did I miss I that so. figure? I think he's pretty. I think he's up for pre-order. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's up for pre-order. I feel like I had no idea he was coming out. We're gonna. So uh, this week, um, I know a lot of things uh, are changing in the world right now with just the things that are going on. Uh, real quick, Qui Gon is up for pre-order two thirty-five April to July twenty twenty, wow. um, and I think it it. It became apparent that this this is really going to change things when the Olympics were pushed to uh, I believe it was next year. Uh, the NBA is considering like doing some crazy ass shit for its season. Uh, every sporting event is canceled, you know, pretty much indefinitely. And SDCC's Twitter has been very quiet on what they're going to do for this outbreak. And I guess there's there's two things that can happen. I mean, there's several things that can happen, but essentially it boils down to two things. They could cancel it or postpone it now, give people plenty of time to get their money back, to make uh, different accommodations, you know, make new plans, uh, or they can wait and they can cancel it like the week before, like other conventions have been doing. And I think, you know, obviously it would suck if there's no SDCC, especially if you had a ticket to go. Um, yeah, you have to do that like a year in advance. Yeah. But you, you have, have to, to realize all your stuff so early. I would almost say it's more inconvenient if it gets canceled to the last second. You know, that's what I'm. Yeah, you're you're fucking over everybody if you're gonna wait until the week before. Yeah, so I'm hoping that a lot of the people that are showcasing at SDCC will will pull out and force their hand because at this point, as bad as it's getting in the United States, as bad as it's getting, and and SDCC, it's not just people from San Diego. We're getting people from all over the world, from New York, from Texas, yeah. lots of different hot zones, other parts of the world that may be done with the coronavirus. They may have worked through it. Uh, you're risking a whole second wave of infection. And so I put a post uh, for Ox Talks this week. Uh, the Olympics were pushed back, but SCCC's Twitter has been silent on the coronavirus. What do you guys think? Will the event go on as planned or should it be delayed? Manny says it should be canceled. PJ says, I hope we pull past this in the next few months and it pulls through. And uh, like I said earlier, I just think this could cause a second wave. Uh, there's just thousands and thousands of people in this event. being. I mean, they're shoulder. already talking about a second wave. Yeah. Uh, like Dan- it's just like the natural progression of a... Yeah, disease. Dan Lee says uh, it might be too soon and too dangerous to have so many people from different parts of the world in one place. I like the idea of having it online, like TFCon still presented its slideshow of upcoming f- official and third party figures. Manny says WonderCon is in a few weeks, and didn't they just make it an online only thing? I feel like SDCC should move in that direction. Greg says he hopes not that it would be canceled. Uh, Jason says truthfully, truthfully about the Olympics, those should be delayed due to the gathering it would take for the athletes to come together. As to SDCC, each company that was going to 
to go should host their booths online for July. It's not like I would go in person and we all end up just posting pics of shit we find online anyways. Uh, they can also host their panels online too easy enough. No Q&A would be available, but they could still have the panel broadcasting from whatever studios on location site. It wouldn't be that hard to host this all virtually, and they could still charge money to access the virtual Comic-Con's content. I um I do like that. Fernando says in the comments that it won't get canceled. And I'd be curious, Fernando, to see your reasoning. Maybe you can chime in while you're watching. Um, uh, Seth, uh, Dean, Stephen, what do you guys think about this? It's risky. Yeah, I think they'd be really stupid not to cancel it. Yeah, they could move into an online format and still kind of host the thing. But as far as in person, we don't know how bad this thing is going to be, you know, even up to that point. Yeah. When is it supposed to be? July, end of July. It's like July 23rd or 27th, I think. Mm. I mean, that is a ways away, but I mean, we just don't know. Like at this point, they're trying to rush, you know, medicines into use for. I think by then there's supposed to be a um, vaccine. Yeah, right now they're just doing like uh, malaria drugs to try to treat patients. Yeah. They seem to be working well, but. I mean, this virus is just so new and so, you know, so deadly at this point that I just, I don't know, man. Yeah, there'd be a lot yeah. of lawsuits if I, people get sick from it. I, I, I was going to say, I think if they don't cancel it, they'd be stupid not to, but you'd be really stupid to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gerald says in Australia, Gerald there's no... Low. No public gatherings for over 100 people should be the same for the states. Uh, in the United States, as far as I know, the official recommendation is 10. Yeah. 10 I, had a, I had a funeral this weekend for my grandfather, and uh, at the funeral, there could only be 10 people in the chapel at a time, and you had to go wait in your car. And then at the burial, like, same thing. It was like only 10 people could be, you know, present, and then they'd have to leave, and then another 10 people could come. Um, today. Not to compare this to a funeral, I'm sorry, Zach. But uh, I drove by a discount tire, uh-huh. and they had a tent outside uh-huh. and seats, and each seat was like six feet away from the next seat. Yeah, they were like, "That's you had to wait outside. You couldn't even be inside uh, while your car was getting worked on." Yeah, uh, but yeah, people. I mean. So far, I, people are taking it very serious. Um, I don't know, I don't, man. I, in my neck of the woods, people are being fucking idiots. Really? Yeah, my neighbor just said, oh, I'm having a, bar, a party this Friday, and as long as everyone stands six feet apart, you know, yeah, like, like, that's that's kind of it. I'm like, I mean, yes, it, obviously you should be, but if you're all sharing from the same food and, you know. Yeah, breathing the same air. Uh, Fernando says it's at the end of July. All this will hopefully blow over by the end of this month. Dude, I, I don't think so. Italy is like no. three or four months in the middle of Dude, it. Uh, and then China I mean, took them, you know, quite a while. And they're probably lying. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, it was, what, just a week ago, Donald Trump was like, hey, we should get everything back and running by like April 15th. Easter. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, just JK. today he was like, no, that's not going to happen. Well, I think they've said that the social distancing is working to flatten that curve, and that's why they want to extend it 
so it is working, but it's not, it's not like we're done, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, all, all good responses there from everybody and, uh, from our ox members, uh, speaking of things getting delayed, this is oh, a screenshot past, awesome. uh, sweet angels. This is what Manny shared. He said that Sony has announced they're delaying the release of all their summer 2020 movies until 2021. This decision includes such high profile releases as Morbius and Ghostbusters afterlife. The move comes on the heels of an industry wide delays related to the shutdown of movie theaters during the coronavirus virus pandemic so uh, this this almost goes back to what we talked about last week because uh, okay now they're delaying movies until <clears> 2021 <throat> let's just say the movie theaters do open in a month or two what no one's gonna go no one's gonna go see anything there's nothing gonna be out so it's like okay you're just adding to the problem that no one's going to be going to theaters and that's even if they open it could still be closed for months yeah so it's just like okay like (laughs) that seems a little weird to push them to the next year it's like why don't you just postpone them indefinitely and then why wouldn't you just release them digitally and charge people like 30 bucks to watch it like yeah just own it um mario says star wars celebration is still on it's about a month after sdcc i'm sure that'll be changed in some way yeah that that needs to be changed gerald says on a lighter note how's everyone's collections going what are you guys looking at and how's quarantine treating you guys i'm definitely enjoying my collection a little bit more now that quarantine is going on i can't go to stores to buy things and the things that i want to buy uh on amazon or other websites you know the postal service is just with Amazon, they're delaying anything non-essential. So um, I've been saving quite a bit of money. I've been enjoying what I have, been trying to work on some projects. Like I caught up like on six or seven projects over the weekend. So um, it's going pretty okay. Are you guys having a good time with quarantine? Yeah, I'm just hanging out with my dog and playing a lot of Call of Duty. Which yeah, I'm so... super good at. <laughs> It's all right. I'm. I mean, I don't know if I'm enjoying it by any means. Um, I'm still working to with the same capacity, maybe even more, because it's really. I mean, I'm not trying to complain because I have a job, and um, but that work life balance is really blending in with each other when you never leave your office, so to speak. So yeah. I think I'm even more exhausted since I'm working from home. Yeah, uh, I mean, I worked from home before all this, so it's not really that different. Um, I also haven't had a car since the accident. So yeah, I've, I've been I've been fucking cooped up since November, man. I'm like, dude, man, you're a pro at this, dude. Yeah. dude there was this. Um, Manny says just call around. So there was this post I saw in a group, and this guy was bragging like, "Oh, I did all this toy hunting, but it was great because I didn't actually go hunting. I just called a bunch of stores and uh, found one, and they held it for me." And I'm like, dude, you are such a douche. If you're calling stores like Walmart or HEB or Target to have their employees go to the floor and look for a toy for you to put it on hold so that you can go in and get it. Like one, I mean, I guess if you're there to buy groceries or whatever, you can say you're there for a central business. But if you're just hunting toys, um, you're an asshole. Ugh, asshole. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I just I couldn't believe when I, I was flexing like that. I'm like, dude, that I don't, I don't know if I put that on the internet. You kind of just sound like a douche. Uh, let's get back into the show sheet here. So, uh, Seth, we do this retro movie review every week, and uh, this movie, The Rocketeer, is a very special film uh, 
to you. So let me let me tell the people about it, and then I'd like to hear uh, why you like it so much and why it means so much to you. So The Rocketeer is a 1991 American period superhero film from Walt Disney Pictures set in 1938 Los Angeles, California. The Rocketeer tells the story of a stunt pilot, Cliff Secord, who stumbles upon a hidden rocket-powered jetpack that he, th- he thereafter uses to fly without the need of an aircraft. His heroic deeds soon attract the attention of Howard Hughes and the FBI, who are hunting for the missing jetpack, as well as the Nazi operatives that stole it from Hughes. Uh, Roger Ebert enjoyed the film, noting its homages to the film serials of the 1930s to 1950s. Although Ebert cited the visual effects as being state-of-the-art, he described them as charmingly direct as those rockets in Flash Gordon serials, the one with the sparklers hidden inside of them, which were pulled on wires in front of paper mache mountains. Uh, Seth, tell us about this movie, why you like it, and uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, hmm. this I, this movie is like one of the one movies I remember like watching like all the time as a kid. And I don't mm-hmm. know why I like loved it so much, but like this is my movie, like. I remember just sitting down like all the time and watching it like with my dad and you know my dad for like if y'all don't know like the one thing we did together is we would always watch movies like every Saturday we were either going to the movie theater or sitting down and watching a movie and so one time I got special with him because he worked so much of my childhood yeah so like that was our day and i just remember like watching this movie over and over and over again with him and even without him like i just put it on and watch it and there's just something like nostalgia yeah that's that nostalgia like it's the good guy fighting off the nazis kind of like you know indiana jones but with a jetpack like what is there not to love about that you know yeah i uh I agree. Uh, Dean, you, you had some thoughts about this movie. Tell us about it. Yeah. Um, okay. First off, solid cast, dude. Dude, amazing. You got Jan from The Office singing. Dude, yeah. Singing I thought she was going to have a bigger role, but she was in there twice. I was like, okay, whatever. Um, I, you had to twist my arm to watch this movie. That I was did? before I knew Jennifer Connelly was in this movie. Yeah. I would have watched it heartbeat had i known dude Uh, but yeah alan arkin dude um timothy dalton which is like the bad guy from uh hot fuzz which is like one of my favorite movies ever um so i was i i was like oh man this is great i've never seen this movie i wasn't that interested i was kind of like oh i have to watch this for the for the podcast whatever like i guess and i sat down and i thoroughly enjoyed myself having said that i think this movie could benefit from a from a reboot it could it definitely could you know who would who, who would be a great rocketeer the dude that plays um fuck the star trek actor the the front man for the for the reboots oh chris pine chris pine yeah dude the whole time i was like dude if they reshot this like chris pine would be an amazing dude i could rocketeer. see some like awesome and i'm talking like a like a a very true to the original recreation of this movie not like a a new take on you know like yeah stick to the original story not necessarily shot for shot but like make it like the original movie Mm -hmm. i could picture like some badass flying scenes yeah or like when whenever he lands do like when those cool like iron man like half superhero pose landings like uh star lord yeah man this movie could be fucking 
amazing had it come out later. Um, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I think it could benefit from a reboot. I've always said that this is a one movie that was made just a little bit too early. Like, 91 was just too early to really catch that whole superhero love. And he fits so perfectly in with the rest of the superheroes. Like, yeah. if it had been made a little bit later, it would have been a fantastic movie. Is he an established character before this movie? Yeah, so there was a uh, comic book that ran... Two or three years, I think, that was pretty popular. Okay. Yeah. Because it's very, it's got that really cool, like, steampunk kind of, like, turn of the century, like, future, uh, what do they call it? Um, what the hell's the word I'm looking for? It was like when Disney made those, like, future land things. Uh, the world of tomorrow kind Campy, of Campy, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. No, that can't be, but like it's just like it's got this very unique style to it. The word kitsch is sticking out to me. <laughs> um, real quick, uh, catching up on the uh, the chat, real quick. Uh, super duper paratrooper says, What up, dudes? <clears throat> Danny Lee says, It was a cool movie for the time. Mario says, I've been wanting to watch this again, don't remember much about it. It's on Disney um, Plus. Uh, yeah, it is on Disney Plus. And then paratrooper says, I thought this guy was Star Wars when I saw the statue. I've never heard of the Rockets here. This is a good movie. I I enjoyed it. I I remember watching this movie a lot as a kid and really enjoying it. And I always had this scene in the back of my head when he's in the uh, the gala area and he's like flying around like the ceiling. And like I like I said, I watched a lot as a kid. I kind of stopped watching it, but I always had that scene in the back of my head. I always wondered what movie that was from. So seeing it again today, I was like, hey, that's where that's from. Uh, I liked it. the The acting was uh, kind of goofy, I guess, but the 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 movie was really good. I really enjoyed the scene where. Um, there's kind of a twist and some bad characters kind of do some good things. Um, and some good characters kind of do some bad things. I really like that. Um, super good movie. Uh, Steven, yeah, have you- there, was, there was some story elements real early on. I was like, that makes no sense at all. And I was like, oh, okay, let me just sit back on and just try and enjoy this. Cause that was really dumb, but yeah, yeah. It, was, it was good. Steven, have you seen this movie? I haven't seen it in a very long time. And I just, the thing that I do remember about it was I would confuse it with Iron Man. Like when I was younger, I would think yeah. that this was like his first form, like his first suit that he ever had or something they like that. They do look kind of similar in the face. Yeah. They really uh, do. Yeah. It's, um, is it Art Deco? Is that the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, art Deco. Thinking, yeah. Very Art Deco. Um, uh, but yeah, it's uh, I because they almost set it up for a sequel, they definitely set it up for a sequel, yeah. Um, but I like, did the movie not do well? No, um, it ended up being a complete flop whenever, really, yeah. It's one of those kind of cult classic, like it gained a big following after it hit VHS at the time, and yeah, yeah it was a total flop whenever it hit movie theaters. Yeah. Well, that was Firefly for me. That's why we. Uh, that's why we're talking about it. So the Rotten Tomato score is sixty four percent. So let's talk about the toys from this film. So Medicom did two versions of this figure in one six scale. Uh, Seth, I know that's one of your most prized figures in your collection. I think you've yes. talked about it a few times on the show recently. Oh. Diamond Select has put out some statues and also a two different versions of the same figure. One's with more accessories, one with less at Walgreens. 
Um, Funko in their legacy line has made uh, some figures and also in the Dorbs line and then also Medicom in their, I think it's like their teddy bear line. Bear brick. Like bear brick. Yep. Um, and this is Seth's uh, Rocketeer collection here. So uh, lots of cool figures. I like the gray one, the grayscale one. Which one is that one? It's uh, what is it? The reaction from Funko. So they did oh, the regular right. color and then they did like a black and white oh, yeah, right there. Nice, nice. This is very cool. So, um, you said you've bought some replacement parts for this figure, uh, the Medicom one throughout yeah, the years. Yeah, so I had to replace the body on it because, like, you know how Medicom bodies they kind of suck. And he broke it. Yeah. So yeah. I had to mod him onto a uh, true type narrow shoulder body, mm-hmm. and it works. It's a little bit taller, you know, but it's still it t- it took a little bit of modding, but it does work and it looks fine. Yeah, you can always cut down those ankles if you need to. Yeah. yeah, a little less hype, but uh, dude, that figure's dope. It's pretty expensive who's the, too. Who's the actor that plays him? I've never seen that guy in my life. Uh, what is, is this comedy thing? He's like uh, in one other movie, and I can't remember what movie it was. Mario says, "Surprise! The reboot hasn't happened already." Yeah, Chris Pine would be perfect casting. Yeah, dude. The whole time I was like, I just want this to be Chris Pine in a reboot, like today. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, this is uh, this is a good movie. I liked it. Billy uh, Campbell. That's the thing. Dean, you're you're up next for the retro movie review segment. Do you have an idea of what movie you want us to watch this week? Uh I have a really cool movie. It's on Netflix. It's uh I don't know if you'll like it, but I think it's cool. <clears throat> what is it called? It's called Gaunt's Zero. It's called what? Gaunt's G-A-N-T-Z Zero. Is that an anime? It's a 3D anime, yeah. Um, is it a cult movie? Would you say? Uh, I I think so. Um, it's 2016 though. Okay, I mean, we just watched Ghost of the Shell. That is true. That is true. I guess Dean doesn't follow the rules, but uh, I mean, I'm down to watch it. That's what you want us to watch. That's what we'll watch. I, I could think about it, but I do. I highly recommend Ghost to anyone who's listening. It's it's wild. Yeah, Super Duper Paratroopers is Tiger King, dude. We have, yeah. to, we have to do the last episode. Dude, everyone is talking about I'm on the last episode right now. I'm so excited. I'm hoping to finish the client. Um, Seth says, is that Robo on the left? Yeah, it is. Is That's that the Medicom? It's so the, I have the, um, what is it, the 3A new Robocop? Is it 3A or 3 zero? can't remember. Uh-huh. And then I have the uh, Hot Toys right beside it. Oh, boy. Mm-mm. What's a coin? Is that a shield? I guess worst case, Dean, we can always open it up to Ox if we want a, uh, a movie to watch. I feel bad for I thought uh, Zachary DeHoyos requested something and I thought it was you, so I like shot it down like ugly, like <laughs> fuck that. I'm not watching. <laughs> oh man. Are they still in the chat? Yeah, they're still in the chat. Yeah, I bullied them out of there because I didn't realize they were there. Let's get into custom corners. So this week I did a paint job for Sean Fear from Auto Scrapyard. I painted his Scrapyard clone. And boy, I'm getting back into the swing of things. It's been a while that I've used the airbrush to paint a human head sculpt. And uh, I did a lot of this with the airbrush. When there were some brush paints to finish it off. And uh, I like the way it came out. Uh, the flesh was a mixture of uh, Vallejo um, 71-076 skin tone with some Vallejo flat earth, a drop of red paint, and uh, I think it came out really good. I really like Agreed. it. It's easier to paint bald, or does that make it more difficult? This, 
that's a good question. The hair is usually yeah. not difficult. I think the hardest part is lining up the like between the hair and the flesh. Like oh. getting that nice and crisp is always important to me. Um, having no hair was very easy just to paint it, and you know I don't have to mask anything or anything like that. Um, I would say the hardest part about this was the fact that the tattoo was raised. I would have preferred that it would have been inset or just not there at all. And I would have made a decal because it was very hard to paint like the finer parts of the, uh, of the logo. Um, but you know, Sean, Sean's really good at sculpting. The eyes were really good size for the pupils. The eyebrows were kind of already outlined for me. So those are really easy to fill in. Um, the 3d print quality is immaculate. I mean, you know, I did like, two tiny drops of uh, plastic putty to fill in some spots on the back of the head. And um, I just, I was really happy. I mean, this is the bow was the first head sculpt I painted in a while in six scale, uh, probably in a few years. And then this was my second. And I, I really feel like I'm kind of getting back into the groove of painting it. So yeah, it looks fantastic. Man. Yeah, it looks really I love great. it. I love it. And uh, Seth, you actually just got uh, your Vader head sculpt this past week. Uh, from yeah. uh, Darkside Customs. What do you think about that head sculpt? Dude, Ian like knocked it out of the park. He did that, and he did my... Uh, Indy Indian was Jones. fantastic, yeah. And he just killed both of them. He does such fantastic work. Yeah, if you're in England or even in the United States, it's only like 10 15 bucks a ship a head sculpt over there. So he's very reasonable with his prices. He's very fast to get them painted. So yeah, he's amazing. Definitely hit him up. And then he has some head sculpts here at my house for Dean... I know, I need to go get them. I know. But uh, let's move on here. So March Madness is coming to an end. The last round will be up tomorrow. And um, this was our final matchup. After several, this whole month of voting, we are down to Darth Maul and Iron Man Mark Seven for the best 1-6 scale figure released last what year. What was that again? Darth Maul or was it Darth Maul? I said Darth Maul. I've been doing pretty good about it. Um, I I will say a lot of people are upset about about uh, about Darth being on this list, but uh, he earned his keep. He he had a round one matchup and went all the way against some really good figures. So you know, uh, he beat out uh, the Luke Endor release, and then Iron Man beat out R two D two Deluxe. Uh, so definitely some good uh, competition here, and we'll see which one wins. Uh, we'll do the the final winner announcement on our hundredth episode next week. So, um, episode I guess next week, next week is one hundred episodes. Next week we are going to talk about the origins of Collecting Weekly. We're going to share some stories. We're going to get real sentimental because there's probably not going to be a lot to talk about next week. We're going to get real sentimental on our hundredth episode of the podcast. That's it's so wild. So wild that we've been doing this for. If you guys want to jump on, that'd be cool too. Yeah, if anyone wants to jump on, let me know. We'll send you a link. We can have a little bit of a a shindig since we have to cancel our real life event. Um, but Dean, we um we started something that we've always wanted to do longer than we've wanted to do a podcast, yeah. and that was play Dungeons and Dragons. That's right. We did a two hour character building stream where we fumbled our way through <laughs> creating Dude, characters. Uh- was stressful. It was stressful. There's so much stuff that goes in the building. I had no idea. Because you did a lot of reading and watching a lot of videos. You did nothing. I, like, I want to go in with like 
almost no idea what I'm doing. Dude, Dean is a smooth talker because I was like, hey, everyone needs to make sure we read up. Like, I don't want to look like a noob in front of these in front of these people. And uh, Dean was like, um, I want to go in there not knowing anything so they can get the perspective of a newer player. And I was like, Dean, you fucking motherfucker. And so the, the DM was like, that's actually a really good idea. Let's do that. And I was like, that means the audience is also learning with me. Yeah. And they can true. be like, oh, like that wasn't so bad. And they do with their friends, you know. Or, Admittedly, it wasn't too bad with the Google sheet. I don't I think we would have been totally lost without the sheet. Yeah, that came in so handy. Um but uh, Cody is a genius. Cody's a genius. Cody's a good DM. And on our journey, which started out about two hours into the stream, we uh, briefly summarized that we were all in uh, different parts of this town, and we were all handed letters that uh, a mentor that we all were mutually mentored by had passed away, and we were to get on a boat the next day to uh, attend to his services. So on the boat, uh, I was wheeling and dealing, doing some uh, sketchy business, and I ended up with a nice little uh, bit of uh, jewelry for myself. Uh, we were almost capsized in this nasty storm, and Dean saved us. Um, Deanie's character saw... Um, I think it was Dean's character eating a bird, and her character's a bird person, so it was kind of awkward. Oh, and yeah. then um, Devin's character, Meloc, he uh, hooked up with the Minotaur and because uh, he rolled a really bad roll. And um, yeah, the me, and him, me and him were running scams on the boat. And it was a good episode. We, we ended the episode where we arrived at port, and I tried to pickpocket this guy that I had won the jewelry from, and I got caught. And uh, so Victoria did some drawings here. Uh, she needs, still needs to do the one for Dini, but uh, there's Meloc in the bar there, mm-hmm. strumming it up. There's Dean's character on the boat, saving our asses. And there's my character walking off the boat with my, my little uh, emerald there. So it was a fun, it was a fun time playing. I think we're going to try to stream Sunday, episode one. And uh, hopefully we won't uh, screw it up too bad. But it was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah, it was, it was so much fun. Um, uh, yeah, there's still a lot to learn, but that's the whole fun of doing it. So if you guys just want to listen and take your mind off of whatever on a Sunday night, join come us. Come through. We're gonna. I think we're going to try to stream for like three or four hours and uh, see where our adventure takes us. Yeah, because it's... Uh... It's a pretty extensive uh what's the word I'm looking for? Like it like, went by quick. It's not hours. it's not just like, hey, do you want to walk into this tavern? Like there's a whole system you gotta do. Yeah for every character. And so like even the like almost simplest like decision requires an actual bit of gameplay. So it's pretty cool. And it's not like everything, like, oh, like, how many steps do you take? Or, like, do you want to open the door? Like, oh, you failed. It's not like that. But it, The whole time, it, Dean's character was being a goody-goody two-shoes and trying to catch me in my schemes. And I was really annoyed. <laughs> annoyed. I was trying to run hustles on people with loaded <laughs> dice. And the whole time, Dean was doing perception checks, trying Dude, to catch my guy. Was such, it was like fate wielded it so that, like, I would never catch him. It, it was, was so funny because I would like do a roll and it was like, oh, like someone's just in front of you and you can't see him. Like, yeah. And then towards the end, I actually rolled really poorly to pickpocket the guy. I think I rolled like a three. And so the guy caught me and I had to like roll another intimidation check to like threaten him to not snitch on me. And I, I passed it. So I fortunately <laughs> didn't get caught in a fight on the boat. Yeah, that was um, 
it was it was a good time you gotta watch it i put up the abridged version on our on our audio stream it's just uh just us playing for that about 50 minutes uh going back to the chat mario says pre-congratulations on 100 collecting weekly thank you mario that's a yeah, that this week we'll totally get there wait what'd you say when you behave this week we'll totally get there oh man we almost stopped it at like 80 something <laughs> awful but uh yeah so this is a, a look at our network here we do all kinds of shows i need to add uh live and let dice to this graphic but uh yeah we we run a good little bit of content here we're trying to really put out some some stuff for you guys with all this coronavirus going on what's that we need some more creeps yeah, Manny. Uh, Manny's been dude. Manny has been busting his ass at work with being an HB partner. So, uh, creeps are us. Initially, was going to be every other week, but you know, with I think Manny l- legitimately, this isn't even like like exaggerating. I think he worked like a twenty three hour shift at HB. Uh, like seven a.m. to like two a.m. No, it was like four a.m. that he clocked out on his Instagram. Oh, yeah, it was like three forty five or something. So, um, creeps will be um, delayed, but. Oh, creeps is such a good show and then we'll, fun. we'll keep the year we're going to work on getting them some equipment to record remotely now that the travel is worked out next week who what of the year hell yeah dude let's do it um but yeah that's pretty much it for this week's episode let's give some shout outs here so big shout out to dean knight now uh he oh, had featured God. our cards on his channel our Joker laughter cards, and we got a ton of subscribers from it. So it's a big shout out to Dean Knight. Uh, everyone in the chat has been very active here. Uh, Mario, Manny, Gerald, uh, Paratrooper, Dan Lee, uh, just going up here. A bunch of other people chimed in today. Kind of sad we didn't see Sean in the chat, but you know, it is what it is. He's probably think- got. Stuff going on. Griffin was here earlier. Uh, and of course, big shout out to uh, our other cohorts in this. Uh, obviously, you know, only fools and collecting. Those people are dead asleep right now. It's like the middle of the night over there, but uh, it's good to have them. I think this week, Small Talk is recording, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so hopefully, we'll have another Small Talk this week. And uh, I just want to remind you guys if you like our show, subscribe to us on YouTube. Check us out on Apple Podcasts. A five star rating is always appreciated. We do sell t shirts on T Public. Uh, we have a ton of designs. Actually, let me let me pull up some of our designs so we can uh, show you guys. I like the I... oh oh, <laughs> it's gone. Now. It's gone. He will be missed. So, <laughs> so this is your show now. Yeah, yeah. Well, welcome to Collective Weekly with Dean. Let <laughs> me uh, look at the teapot like, and I click right off the link. Um, let me go here. We'll look at some of our designs on the air. Um, because it does help- last long, Dean. Yeah, <laughs> Dean was taking over one. Yeah. Yeah. He was about to. He's breaking out <laughs> his emergency. Well, uh, Dean was Dean was hating on my cats and kittens intro, so I don't know if I can. Uh, <laughs> shout out to shout out to Tiger King, Joe Exotic, give me a yeah. whole bunch of shit to watch this week. Dude, so we need to do a Tiger King episode, dude. I will legitimately, I will legitimately invite Tiger King to host the Collecting Weekly Awards <laughs> R- remotely, of course. Yeah, I don't, 20, I don't know if that could happen. Well, we'll see. And there's updates. <laughs> we'll get updates. So let's see. So going here, let's look at our uh, look at some of our designs here. So Damien just put up a bunch of small talk designs. Uh, very classy. I I want Damien to to shoot us some designs because Damien is like a Photoshop whiz. We have very talented people on our on our team. Manny Manny's done all of our designs for Collecting Weekly, and we got the sweet angel. Look at that right there, Dean. That's that's a lovely shirt right there. You gotta love that. That one was designed by Manny. Um, 
the CW Awards shirt, my favorite auxiliary, the new Collecting Weekly Live logo. Uh, this would be a good one for Creeps or Us, actually, with Manny's little uh, triangle here with the skeleton hands. The Have a Nice Day shirt, really cool there. The Seth Industry is a fan favorite. Oh, wow. yeah. one, of our, one of our most sold shirts. And then, um, <laughs> of course, the Crispy by Collecting Weekly shirt. So we got a little bit of uh, selection for everyone in uh, who listens to our show. But uh, <laughs> Paratrooper says Joe Exotic is the man. That dude is crazy. Yeah. Uh, sh- and then lastly, shout out time to Six Seal Scavengers, Brian, Chris, TC, Matt, Roy, uh, all the guys there, wonderful guys, always hyping us up. And uh, I still can't believe TC sent me a whole ass figure arts just for being a, a cool guy. And I, I feel like I want to give him something nice in return. So big shout out to TC. Um, what's that? <laughs> What'd you say? Take a pic of your b-hole. And just <laughs> I mean, he only gave me a figure arts. If it was a hot toys. Sure. But <laughs> just kidding. Um, Gotta draw the line somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Paratrooper says, I need to buy some merch from y'all too. Been dropping too much on SSS merch. Time to get some CW swag. Yeah, Paratrooper, let me know if you get some swag. I'll send some Chrome stickers your way. And we have some holographic new this week stickers we can send your way as well. But, uh, what's that? The holographic news this week. I need a couple. Yeah, we got to get those. Do you guys have any shout outs you wanted to give? Uh, Mario said super duper paratrooper is an angel that is uh, is that that? is truer words never spoken truer words never spoken yeah super duper paratrooper what's your name so we don't we can can, yeah we have to know like lift the veil of secrecy um shout out to steven for coming on uh dan lisa took me up with the new this week sticker yeah we'll send you the the hall i think you have the smaller one but we'll send you the hollow one as well um shout out to steven coming on today I, I hit him up like 10 minutes before the show started i was like hey you want to come on tonight and uh ben porter oh what up ben sweet angel yeah, been ben it. shares all kinds of cool stuff on facebook all day long so when, I, when i jumped on the stream i was like oh wow handsome <laughs> just riding on coattails that's all i'm doing yeah yeah <laughs> congratulations shout out to your new puppy your new puppy what's your puppy's instagram uh, it is a uh, Kismet the Sheepadoodle. Actually, she does have a an Instagram tag Dude, that Shauna is doing. Is that is Kevin? Yeah, Sheepadoodle is a real breed. Sheepdog poodle. Ah. Dean, does Kevin have an Instagram? No, he should though. Kevin Dude. has an Instagram. My he could chew on different figures every week. <laughs> <and> just <laughs> he could yeah, review their yeah. taste. <laughs> that would honestly be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, really? broke my heart. Broke my heart when you told me this. I'm sorry, words. Dean. That was a that was such a great figure too. Dude, I'm like I'm so bummed. I I think I just sat in silence for like ten minutes. I was just like, <laughs> watched him eat the bone that you gave him. <laughs> yeah, dude, I could just hear it. I'm like, well, at least it's not figure, I guess. But I just have no idea how it fell. Like. It made no sense that it was on the floor. I was like, maybe we had a little earthquake. Something fell. Like, so the figure was standing still, the body? Yeah, up against something. It's not like it was freestanding either. I have a bunch of boxes and it wasn't close to the edge. Like, nothing tipped over and knocked it over. So I have no idea how it ended up on the ground. 
Dude, that's wild. I cannot like explain how it wound up on the floor. And like I said, it would have had to have fallen sideways like three feet. Maybe Kevin just got on your desk and bit that fucker off. Maybe, like maybe, but he's so small he can't reach. He could barely reach my knee when he's standing. Yeah, but dogs can jump. Maybe jumped on your chair, then parkoured onto the desk. <laughs> so I always turn my chair away from my desk. Maybe he swung the chair and then like catapulted himself. I'm playing too much Assassin's Creed, so maybe. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby! Trying to practice with my rogue character, man. I got my whole second identity ready. I got some some hustle games. I'm learning a new language. Nice. I'm, yeah, uh, Unity is beautiful, dude. Dude, it's gorgeous. Walking around town. In the crowd, <clears throat> you can't be around anybody. Yeah. So uh, last uh, comment here. Gerald says, "Shout out to you guys keeping up with CW in these times of uncertainty." What a guy! What a guy! Shout out to Gerald for watching us in Australia. It's probably like hella early over there, or hella late. I don't know. I don't know how time works anymore. Why behind? So yeah, it's probably really early. Bless his heart. Uh, anyways, guys, I'm Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Seth. I'm Steven. You cool kittens have a great week, and we'll catch you for episode 100 of the Collecting Weekly Podcast. Actually, real quick, uh, one more comment here. Gerald says, could I ask for one last question? Someone offered me a Diecast Mark VI for a decent price. What are you guys' thoughts on the figure? I already have three, so I don't really want one more, but I would get... Three more... no, three other Iron Man. Okay. Um, I would get, depending on the price, what's the price? <clears throat> Let us know the price. And then everyone keeps coming. Margo, I know that's from the new, um, the uh, Scavengers Assemble, like, 18-hour-long live stream. I haven't seen that yet because I've been a busy boy. But okay. uh, someone explain the joke to me because that's the one time there's an inside joke that I don't get in the community. Oh, I I speak for both Zach and myself because we both own the Mark VI and traded it. It's fantastic. It's such a fucking awesome figure that I I don't know what I would do to get it back in my collection. Um, but I fucking miss that thing. Uh, I do really enjoy my Mark Seven. It's so cool. Um, uh, I it, it took a while for it to grow on me because I, I rarely ever sell my shit. So when I do, I always have this like, gut feeling. Fuck. It done that i shouldn't have done that um and i got rid of the mark 5 for the mark 7 or the 45 mm-hmm. yeah for the mark 7 um yeah i don't regret it i love the mark 7 it's such a good suit i regret that, getting rid of my mark 6 every day but i ended up with the mark 46 after it all was said and done so actually, i actually had the mark 3 and the mark 46 450 usd uh, i remember yeah i would do it for 450 it's a good price yeah. um cuz the the kale one is 300 bucks like 330 bucks i never sold out you can't find them yeah i remember when seth um when i had the dx07 and uh, seth was like oh if you get rid of it let me know and i i messaged him and he was like um what are you looking for and in the back of my head i was like please god Say the Mark Three, and you did, and I was like, "Dude, hell yeah, homecoming, baby!" So I got my Mark Three back, and it's like my prized figure. I love that thing. Um, but yeah, just real quick, touching on it. I mean, you know, hundred episodes. We've all been friends for like Stephen and I have been friends for for like 
like seven years almost like six seven years yeah. and um his wedding because he didn't invite me i did invite him to his wedding but he was i think he was traveling so he wasn't able to make it um that's my point well um you know, going back like on Facebook, I was like, I wonder if I could find my first interaction with with Dean and Seth. Um, specifically, like like Manny, I met Manny through you, so I don't really have like a first interaction digitally that like would be easy for me to track down. And then Rainer, of course, I met through you as well. Um, but it was cool to see those posts of like how I first met you guys and like see how it snowballed into what it is now. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> um, you know. But uh, yeah, it's been a good it's been a good time running the show. Uh, we've had our ups and downs. We've we've canceled the show twice, you know, two iterations before we kind of made it stick. You canceled. Well, you weren't there, so because you're by yourself. To be fair, not- the only reason why I started again was because Dean wouldn't stop messaging me to start it again. Um. Yeah, well, at the time I was driving for a living. Uh uh-huh. I loved listening to like whatever you had to talk about. And it was just like a really cool, like 15, 20 minutes. And then you canceled it. And then when you started again, I was like, dude, you have to make it longer. Like long format podcasts are, you know, what people usually listen to. Um, yeah. And, and it wasn't until you, um, you came and did it, you know, the show with me. Cause I would tell you like, well, I mean, yeah, in a perfect world, this would be like a two hour show, but in reality, you know, there's there's a, a quantitable amount of things you can say before you run out of shit to say, and and twenty to thirty minutes was like my limit at that time, like what I could put thoughts and like you know obviously now we can kind of spitball a little bit better, but um, like this part right now, yeah, and uh, I mean the show really changed because for a while there like it was just kind of a thing that it was like oh I guess we'll do it. But now it's like we schedule our day around it, like we plan it. I mean, it's kind of a lot of work to get the show ready every week. Yeah, I went to go get food earlier. My sister was gonna take me back to her house. I was like, "You have to drop me off." She's like, "Why?" I was like, "I have the podcast tonight." She's like, "Yeah," and like a few hours. I was like, "But I gotta watch this movie first. Like, <laughs> I, like I have my day around this. Like, Cramming for the test. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Luckily, I started it when I did because I literally finished it maybe like eight minutes before i got on oh wow it's not even a long movie though it's only like an hour and a half right yeah was it felt like it was a lot longer <laughs> i think it was like an hour and 45 minutes something damn like you really that. hated that movie dude <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate it. it was fun i thoroughly enjoyed it and um, i am getting the diamond select figure i just paid for it right now we'll be here in a few days to the uh the movie really quick i feel like and i I didn't grow up with it like that did so i I, just tell me how you feel about this but i don't feel like any particular character is so iconic that you couldn't remake it yeah like the main character like i don't know like he, he was good i didn't not like him but it's not like it was like uh, Tom Cruise and Top Gun. Yeah, yeah. No, I see. I see what you're saying. Tom Cruise, or um, you know, uh, the Terminator without. Every time they make a Terminator without fucking Arnold, it's garbage. Like, yeah, it's just like nobody in a particular role is like that guy. You know? Yeah. 
Um, so I feel like that kind of lost it or it suffered for that. Yeah, um, no, I agree. Like you could definitely remake the movie today and it would not hurt anyone's feeling. Yeah, like it would just it would be fine. Like it'd be the movie. Like you just need the helmet, you need the jetpack, you need somebody that kind of looks like that character and you're set. Yeah, like anybody anybody in the for the rest of time that tries to be a Tony Stark. Not gonna happen. Everyone's gonna hate it. But I feel yeah. like if you made a new uh Rocketeer, people would be cool with it. Yeah, I agree. Seth, what is it about that movie? Recently, it just seems to be getting a lot of figures these last few years. Sure, I didn't realize that. (laughs) I didn't Uh, notice that at all. Yeah, is is it is it just like getting like a new wave of interest, or I don't know. I think it's kind of like that. It is now. We just talked about it on the show. Yeah. So now, time out. Speaking of that, okay. (laughs) I don't mean to interrupt you, but. We started the Dungeons and Dragons campaign, and then like three days later, BuzzFeed started their Dungeons and Dragons quarantine campaign. I feel a little ripped off by that. <laughs> I feel a little ripped off by that. Somebody Same. at BuzzFeed listens. I know. If you're listening, Unsolved, BuzzFeed Unsolved is the best. <laughs> watching that shit every day. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I was like, man, you know, obviously they're probably not copying us, but I was like, man, we're onto a good idea. Like if the people at BuzzFeed are doing the same thing as us. A few days later, we're doing pretty good. So I don't know. I just sure. thought that was pretty neat. But uh, anyways, guys, we're rambling here, so let's uh, let's cut this off. I'm Zach. Cut him off. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, finish, Seth. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, what was I saying? He though? was saying I don't know, so I didn't want to like let yeah. him struggle. Oh, no, let's go. <laughs> I mean, you already ruined it. It's fine. I'm done. No, now I need show. to know. Now I'm gonna. I can't be able to sleep tonight. If <laughs> I don't know, I'd like it. I guess it's that like. Why is the Iron Giant all of a sudden getting like all kinds okay, of things? First off, don't ever come Iron Giant like that. Maybe, maybe it has something. true. To That's my homeboy. Disney Plus. I wonder if it's true. Yeah. That's true. Maybe just like it's easier to, to get a hold of now, maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe. Maybe. Dude, thank God I was on Disney Plus because I wouldn't have watched it otherwise. <laughs> Which of these is better? I don't know. Neither one of them is better. Shut up. It keeps oh. me up at night. <laughs> I can't sleep. I put both these by my bedside and I wake up and I'm in the middle of the night. I just don't know. That's a weird thing, but okay. You don't sleep with a figure in your nightstand? No. I sleep with like 12. My dude. <laughs> I keep all my Final Fantasy figures next to my bed. You should have kept your uh, Kylo next to your bed. He wouldn't got eaten. <laughs> Uh, Mario says he just noticed Dean's Dino might handle. Yep, always. Yeah, it's my uh, it's my hand on everything: Instagram, Tumblr, Xbox, PlayStation, Pornhub, <laughs> Grinder. Uh, yeah, Grinder. Uber uh, Eats. Uh, Zach's mom's phone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, just whatever. <laughs> BlackSinglesOnline.com. I love you guys. SoundCloud.com slash Dinomite. That's all my mixtapes. OnlyFans, Dinomite. <laughs> it's funny because I only have one fan and it's Zach. Only fan. <laughs> Zach is my only fan. Mario says, I'm going to friend you on Pornhub. Yeah, we did a viral marketing campaign. We um, we uh, made a Collective Weekly Pornhub account. And we got some good followers from that. Yeah. It was it was just a regular show, but we were naked. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh boy, what a guy! What a guy! <laughs> Pranab. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I'm Zach. I'm Seth, and I'm Steven. Catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.